You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. I'm on size natural and basketball tool. Hey guys, welcome to Free Speech. We're here at Stand Up New York Labs in uh, the Upper West Side in a secret location above the Stand Up New York Club at the back. Today our guest is Aparna Nancherla. She just came here from Archie Bunker's home of Astoria, Queens, which has changed drastically over the years. Pretty much all Indian now. East Indian. Indian, but there's still a lot of other, I don't know, it's still a pretty big melting pot. Do you like to drink booze? I like it at the amount most comics like it, which is, you know, at shows and after shows. What's your booze of choice? Hmm. I feel like it is lately either whiskey or vodka. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And how much booze would you drink? Maybe two drinks? At the most. I'm oh, a really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And one. so you don't, you don't know the world of hangovers, really? Not really, but sometimes now I'll get one just from that much. Oh, really? Yeah, but probably nowhere close to a bad one. Some, the worst one I've ever had is I was puking, and then I realized I have to diarrhea. No. And then I got up to diarrhea, and then I went, no, I got to keep puking. Oh. And then you realize there's a hierarchy with those two where puking oh, the wins. Functions. Yeah. 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 So then I just diarrhea in my underwear and I could feel the diarrhea go down to my balls and then realize that there's we can't go any farther here. Oh, and no. then it went back up, like the path of least resistance. What? And just made like a sausage of diarrhea in my underwear. Those you gotta <laughs> just throw out. That's a lovely out. image. That's the beauty of, of underwear. It's like a buck. I don't even know how much it costs. Oh, yeah. I feel like you can get more high-priced underwear, but it's probably your own call of whether you're yeah. going to go through them I think fast. gay men have to have really nice underwear. Re- okay, so they're the go-to demographic for... Yeah. For they have to have like underwear. Joe Boxers or uh, To Exist or something. Oh, I don't even know that one. Yeah, they've got fancy brands. And I think they wear... Boxer tight boxer briefs. Okay, like are the tidy whities that are, go down. I don't think so. I don't know why oh. every, all men don't wear tidy whities. Okay, they're the most comfortable. And when you wear boxers, they sort of go down your pants, so you have yeah. pants on in your pants. Right, that's like panty line problems in women. Yeah, and it's. Yeah. I mean, panty line problems in women are visually annoying, but they're probably not uncomfortable. But with the boxer shorts thing, you've got all this extra fabric on oh, your leg. Oh, right. Yes. But some people still swear by them. I don't understand. It's like a, I think it's considered kind of gay or something to have tidy whities Oh, it's like, oh, weird. I don't, wh- why would that be? Well, it's, it's true of shorts. Like the reason oh, tough right. guys, goombas, have those shorts that go way down below their knees mm-hmm. is because short shorts are considered gay. Right. They're more feminine, I guess. Yeah, because you're saying your legs are sexy. That's not bad. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, men's legs are sexy. Yeah, they should be showing them off. And I think men should show their crotch off. Yeah, I mean, everyone should be showing their crotch off, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. You know what I don't get about panties? Um, So you have your butt cheeks here, right? Mm -hmm. And women's panties will go diagonally across the butt cheeks in a V-shape. Right. That's not accentuating anything. You're cutting your butt in half. Shouldn't it scoop them? Oh, I think it's, yeah. Well, some of them do, but those are like granny panties. I guess I would prefer granny panties or like bikini bottoms. Bikini bottoms don't seem to make any sense. Oh, like they cut across. A thong makes more sense. Yeah. Maybe it's trying to cut, you know, cut the difference. I guess. I mean, I guess it's trying to just cover the crack in a sexy way, but it's so illogical. that It is. I don't think you could argue that women's fashion is trying to be logical. <laughs> well, you're dressed pretty logically. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to push the brand of femininity forward. Are you a nerd? I don't know if I'm a, I mean, I identify as a nerd, but I'm like, I always dress for function over fashion. of the time? Mm, Except for like special occasions, most of the time. What about high heels? 
No, never. Never, ever. Never, ever. Not even a wedding? Maybe a kitten heel. A kitten heel? Yeah. For a wedding. For a wedding. I like kitten heels. I wish more girls would wear them. Um, thank you for coming to the show today. Thanks for having I'm me. I'm glad we got this underwear stuff out of the way. Yeah, out <laughs> the way first. I met you at a, uh, very briefly, at a uh, punk squat comedy yeah. show. <laughs> that's a good way to describe it, a punk squat. Yeah, that's. it was like in an art space. Yeah, it was like it was almost like an abandoned room. I don't know. I guess they have shows there. Yeah, it I think was, they have shows there pretty regularly. It's deep in Bushwick, I hard know. to find. Yeah, unmarked entrance. Unmarked entrance. Yeah, and all these punk rockers, like crass punks. Crass is the band we played at the beginning of the show, anarchist punk band. Uh, yeah, wearing on that logo, but and this is my fear, uh, kind of politically correct. And when Megan Nuringer, yeah, I was with her at the bar. Yes, and she went up to the bartender, and she, I got a bud, and and then Megan goes, uh, "I'll just get some, um, you know, girly drink like a white wine spritzer." Yeah, and the bartender said, uh, "That's kind of heteronormative." Really? Yeah. Wow. And I just thought, is this? These are punk rockers. These are anarchists. These are the crazy wildest of the youth yeah and they first of all megan was fucking kidding right but second of all the woman was basically saying i don't like that joke it's offensive because joking about women having a certain drink is offensive to me right i would i first said when you before you said it was a woman i thought it was a man and i was even more surprised <laughs> yeah do you find you're you're relatively new to comedy? How long have you been pumping out the jams? Well, I'm not I I've been doing stand up for a while. I just have been sort of bouncing around. Like I started I've been doing stand up for like 9 years. Okay. But I started in DC and then I moved to LA and then I ended up in New York. You're kind of blowing up now cuz I hadn't heard of you before a couple years ago and now you're everywhere. Yeah, I mean I feel like things have been picking up, but I feel like that is I mean, stand up. It takes a while to br to break through. Usually, there are there are lucky exceptions, but you usually have to sort of be honing it for a while. And you're there. You've I you've guess honed so. it. You're funny now. I guess so. You've I feel like it. there's room to grow. <laughs> do you think, based on this heteronormative comment, <laughs> yeah. do you think that doing comedy now is harder and is harder with millennials because they're so fucking uptight? Hmm, that's a good question. I, the weird thing is I think they're uptight, but it's a very like sort of issue du jour thing where it's like they'll cycle through what they're uptight about. Right, like transphobia is yeah, the big one now. Yeah, and it won't be like, it's like they won't know exactly why they, it'll be more like they read a think piece and now they're, that's their thing this week, but. It might not, in a few months, it might be completely off their table. Have you ever gotten in trouble? I don't, my stuff is not very like in your face edgy. So I don't, I've, I think for like tweets or something, people have been like, I don't like that. And then I'll be like, mm, okay, well, let's discuss why you don't like it. But not as much stand up. What was the tweet? What was it? I think it was about, it was. It's always stuff around tragedies, which is already a like dicey area. But I think it's like as soon as soon as people read that as like something sad happened, they're automatically like, "No, this you can't make a joke about this." Right. Like it, like I don't know, like an earthquake or something, anything like that, where it's like there's nothing you can really. I mean, unless it's hard to really be like making a joke where the earth is the butt of the joke for like an earthquake where people are not like, I still don't think you should make a joke about this. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm of two minds about it too, because like with nine 11, I would never go see the museum. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I mean, I don't want to ban any jokes about it, but I don't find it amusing. Right. Um, but then uh, by the same token, uh, all jokes should be, controversial or dangerous right I mean, that's what a joke is yeah if it's not it's chicken cross the road and it's not interesting yeah and i think a lot of people don't understand that a lot of the time when we're joking it's actually to cope 
Right. It's not to trivialize. Yeah. A, a friend of mine died recently, and we were at the funeral, and uh, we, me and this other dude who knew him for a long time, we're just mm -hmm. talking about stupid shit, like yeah. zombies and stuff, and, yeah. and our suits or whatever. And I could tell the younger, the tw early 20-somethings yeah. resented it and didn't want to see anyone smiling. Oh, at this Because it was their brother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. And I, I didn't say this because he'll learn eventually, but I felt like going, dude, we totally get the gravity of the situation. Yeah. Here. Joe was my friend. Our kids played together. Yeah. I'm well aware, but this is something Joe would want. And sitting here crying, you know, is a rut. Right. Well, also people, everyone handles grief differently. So you can't really be like, oh, why are you not grieving exactly like I am? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't get the point, the, the purpose of humor. Like no one is funnier than a fucking cop. Yeah. Because they see dead bodies all day. Right. And they have to make a joke about the way his hand looks. Right. Or or like doctors. I mean, there are a lot of professions where whoa, they whoa, have Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? Whoa. Doctors. Doctors are the least funny people. Oh well, I'm not saying the they're world. funny, but they might have a morbid sense of humor. Maybe a coroner, but I think do doctor being a doctor is so hard. You have to be autistic <laughs> to get there. So they all have Aspergers, and people with Aspergers are robots, basically. Oh. All smart people are robots. Yeah, and robots true? can't riff. You know, you saw Star Trek. Data doesn't get love and humor. <laughs> so doctors. I think there was an episode where he tried stand up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But then he realized it was like he's there was a holodeck program where he where he like tried out his jokes and then he realized that no matter what he said, they would laugh because that's what, how it was programmed. <laughs> that was smart of him to figure that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that proves your point. <laughs> but, but when you start censoring jokes, you're actually taking away someone's coping mechanism. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it, it's an outlet for people. So to be like, you can't do this. It is like, well, you don't have to also enjoy every joke that right. exists. Well, I don't understand why these people are at comedy clubs. Like I saw Joan Rivers on her in her movie, actually. Yeah. She's making some joke about a cripple. Mm -hmm. And this guy's in the audience and he, he says like, my daughter's handicapped or my daughter's deaf or whatever yeah. the joke was. If you're so sensitive about that subject, why are you going to a comedy club? Right. It's like someone who is so allergic to fucking uh, oranges that they could die in an orange grove. Yeah. Get out of the orange grove, dude. You're vulnerable. Yeah. I th well, I mean, I feel like I feel like he should have the right to go to a comedy club, but I feel like he has to realize that everything is kind of on fair game once he's there. Yeah. Have you ever been offended by a joke? Yeah, but I, I mean, plenty of times, like other comics tell jokes that I'm like, uh, I'm not really on board with that, but I'm not going to write a blog about how they should stop doing it. Right, yeah, just don't laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like hecklers. What are What is the advantage here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess you also have to pick your battles because sometimes there are comics where it's like everything they're doing is kind of like, it's like very, it's just like edgy for the sake of edginess. And it's like, I don't know, it seems like certain jokes have like a little bit more heart in them. And when it feels like people are just trying to like push everyone's buttons, it's like, well, what are you really, what are, what are you trying to get across here other than just like going for a gut reaction? Yeah. That's well, not necessarily laughter. We were talking about punching up and punching down on another show. And, uh, the idea of punching down is making fun of someone who doesn't deserve it. But no one does that because it's not funny. And we were we were mm -hmm. thinking of babies with cleft palates. Yeah. Who's going to make a joke about that? I'm sure someone is making Well, we tried. It's super hard. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to try right now? Oh, I mean, I think they're cuter than regular babies. <laughs> Are they? I think so. They are kind of. Yeah. They're not ugly. No. Like a baby can't be ugly. Babies aren't ugly. Would you think that's enough for a joke though? You could just say, I think babies with cleft palates are cuter than regular babies. Yeah. That's a that's a real Aparna joke. I mean, it's an opinion. I don't know if it's a joke. <laughs> uh, we were thinking of ones like um, someone sent submitted one mm -hmm. where... Uh, 
uh, he wanted a baby to to bark. Yeah. Um, and he made it say um, the problem with babies with cleft palates is they can't do the letter B. So oh. uh, his baby just says Mark Mark when he's trying to do a dog, and his name is Mark, and it was confusing. And as he was pitching me this joke, I realized I don't think this joke is possible. <laughs> It's impossible to be funny while talking about babies with cleft palates because <laughs> you're thinking of a baby with a cleft palate. And with 9-11, maybe I'm thinking of those bodies that jumped off and exploded when they hit the ground. So I'm distracted. Well, yeah, I think that's the that's the case with any sensitive area. It's like there are these trigger words where as soon as you say it, you're automatically the audience is going to be stuck on that unless you have something that can push them past it and usually people think they can and then they realize they can't yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that happens with a lot of things like if you say holocaust like sometimes people get even though i feel like that gets thrown around what's your best lot. holocaust joke i don't have a holocaust joke so you don't what's your favorite holocaust joke Oof. six um, million jews walk into a war <laughs> Someone, uh, someone I know told a joke about, uh, like someone was at the DMV and they compared it to like a Holocaust or something. And then they were like, they just flipped it. So they were like, I wonder if anyone in Holocaust was like, this is worse than the DMV. It's a, <laughs> it like really funny. Yeah. I heard Amy Sedaris made the first too soon joke yeah. about 9-11. Do you know this story? No. So she was in the Lower East Side. I think she was dating Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. And when the second plane went into the second tower, yeah. he's staring, you know, gobsmacked. And then she's looking at him instead of looking at the tower that's yeah. smoking a few miles away. And he goes, what are you doing? And she goes, I'm thinking about us. <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best that and the is, too soonest oh possible 9-11 joke in the world. That is so funny. She's magic. She is. Oh, I love Amy Sedaris. That is the too soon. I mean, that was during. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get sooner you than that. You can't get sooner than that. I mean, we thought 9-11 was over after the first tower. When that second plane went in, that's as soon as you can get. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I wish, the funny thing about Amy is you see girls like that and you, women like that and you think, God, I wish she had kids. It seems like the ones should, who should have kids the most don't oh, have right. them. Right, right. It's like, it, I mean, they're like unicorns. They can. Yeah, they, she is a unicorn. Which, couldn't she have a whole bunch of baby unicorns? Let's get into you. How old are you? I am 32. Okay. Are you in a relationship? I'm not. Are you a heterosexual? I am. I'm not heteronormative. You're not heteronormative. Um, we got to get cooking. Okay. I mean, with the kids and the relationship. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know what it. What now is the range for women to have children? Okay. Here's the deal, and I wish this wasn't more commonly known, but yeah. at thirty, this is the, your ovaries in an hourglass. Okay. It gets flipped over. Sure. The sand is draining. Yeah. Thirty to yep. thirty-five. There's definitely sand in there. By by thirty-five, <laughs> the sand is gone. Yeah. Now. My wife just had a kid at 40. My mom had a kid at 41. Sure. Of course it's possible, but it's much less probable. Right, right. It's just the stake, uh, the odds get lower. Right. Yeah. So you meet a guy now, mm -hmm. say things are rushed, earliest married is a year, year and a half, so we're up to like 33. So you should be able to get one or two out. If you get cooking now. If I really gun for it. But here's the issue. Yeah. New York is the worst city in the world for men. They cheat. It's true. They think, they play video games when they're 40. <laughs> they wear shirts that say Motorhead on them, like we give a fuck what band a 40-year-old sure. likes. Sure. Uh, they argue with 12-year-olds online. <laughs> And their girlfriends are 22. I don't know who these 22-year-olds are that are fucking these old men. I feel like though, I feel like there are a lot of guys in LA who fit that. Yeah, well that's the other problem. You've got too. two strikes. I know. New York girl and comedy. Yeah. Now not that comedy women aren't attractive, but comedy women are in the comedy scene and sure. comedy men are cocksuckers. All right. <laughs> and I just thought of this the other day. You know how we have this archetype of the date rapist? 
he's a jock. He has blonde hair. It's combed to the side. Yeah. He has numbers on his shirt, and he fucks passed out chicks at his frat. Right. We've all accepted that narrative, and that was one of the reasons that the UVA hoax had such force behind it. Oh, yes. the writer yeah. was like, I'm going to nail these yeah, Duke yeah, Lacrosse yeah. fuckers for yeah. once and for all. Right. Right? And, and it took me a long time to sort of go, wait a minute, why is this a given? Where's this data on this? Yeah. Like, f- big, huge jock guys? I always, I grew up punk rock, so I always thought, fuck you, jocks. Right. But I've, it's only very recently I'm going, who are these guys? Yeah. They're athletes. Yeah. Who uh, like to drink beer with their friends. And are they are they raping? I don't think they're raping chicks. I mean, some are. I think it's also a thing of like, if you have enough cases of something, then it, you throw out another one, everyone's just going to take it. But I don't even know where the stereotype comes from. Like we had Duke Lacrosse was wrong. We had fucking UVA hoax was wrong. Now we've got Mattress Girl coming out was wrong. You know who I think is doing a ton of raping? Who? Fucking comedians. (laughs) I I mean, I think you could argue that about a lot of groups who are going under the radar. Exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. The spotlight is on the alpha male jocks. So these beta males with their cardigans and their Uniqlo pants and their little desert boots are going, oh, me, I'm just a little guy. Oh, I'm, oh, no. I'm so neurotic. Oh, I need a oh, therapist. Oh, no, there's definitely oh. beta sociopaths. And then they're fucking and cheating and, you know, taking home some girl who's passed out and fucking her. And getting away with it because they're like, oh, he's little, he's Joe Mandy or not. I'm not saying Joe Mandy's a rapist, but I'm saying that type of guy is way more rapey than the alpha male Arnold Schwarzenegger football guy. And it does, it's counterintuitive. So we just, and meanwhile, these fucking beta male comedian guys are cheating on their girlfriends, fucking young girls and getting away with it. Mm, I feel like. I don't know. I think it's a case-by-case basis. I think there are rapists in both camps. and Of course. Yeah, but I Upon do it, but agree. We're talking about stereotypes. We're grouping. I You're do, allowed to group people. I do agree that the f- uh, frat, fratty jocks have taken the brunt of the accusations. I wouldn't be surprised if they are a very small minority of rapists. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, I think people, you know, it'll be like... One who's an actual sociopath, but then it it's also by nature of their group is very like, we're all in it together. I think that's why they all get lumped together. The thing with like these beta males is they're all very like, I'm an individual. I have my own poetry blog. So it's like they don't get lumped yeah. as one. I think we should see them in the en- as the enemy and you should see them as the enemy. And people are going to... Maybe call this podcast sexist because I'm obsessed with you getting a man and I want to solve that problem oh, sure. today. That's and they'll say, she doesn't need a man. She has her own value. She's a, why don't you ask men about getting a girl? Blah, right, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I am a married man with kids. Yes. And when I see single people of post 27, mm-hmm. I am just consumed with fixing them up and getting them married <laughs> because I see my 40 year old single friends ah. and the women are miserable. Yeah. They're childless. They thought they wanted a career. They talked with disdain about having kids their sure, whole lives, said it was sure. gross. I've even heard them saying it ruins their, they don't say cunt, but it ruins their cunt. Uh, and then at 40, they go, wait, what the oh, fuck have I done? Like they see their nieces and nephews or they work at a daycare or something and they go, I want to reverse the clock. Why are they working at daycares? Or they're a kindergarten teacher or something. <laughs> this is the problem. Or no, that's the opposite. More women should be kindergarten teachers so they can see how fucking cute these things are. Why are you furthering your career as a kindergarten teacher and not have kids? What? You were saying they didn't have kids to further their careers. And I'm like, what? Why are these kindergarten teachers not having kids when they're around kids all day? It just seems counterintuitive. Well, yeah, there's there's different categories okay. here. There's the woman who is normal, like the Midwestern chick who finds mm-hmm. a man and has kids and is a happy housewife. There's the driven career gal, the sure. Barbara Corcoran, who shouldn't have kids and should be taking over the world because she's a fucking yeah. ball-busting superstar. Yeah. Then, and this is the majority, and I'm sorry to use the middle finger, sure. there is the woman who are just sort of coasting like, oh, I guess this is what you do. Yeah. I guess I date an old comedian. <laughs> and uh, then he dumps me when I'm 31. 
yeah. for being too old. Right. And uh, then I sort of work at this job, work at that job. And then one of the jobs ends up being kindergarten teacher or looking oh. after someone's kids or something okay. like a nanny, nanny or an au pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go, holy fuck, these things are cute. I'm going to buckle down. Oh. Like my friend Jen, she talked about overpopulation, big environmentalist, mm-hmm. hated kids, hated kids. Then she moved out to the country, get off the grid. Yeah. Only job around there was a teacher. And yeah. They only needed younger grades. Sure. And then she fucking has popped three out since then. What? And she had the last one at like 43. Oh my gosh. So the my impetus yeah. for all this isn't sexism. Mm-hmm. My impetus is happiness. Yeah. And lack of regret. But people, but there have been studies that people with kids are less happy than people without. Kids. That's true. Yeah. But those studies are talking about the younger toddler years. Okay. And yeah, you're stressed out and you're exhausted. Sure. But it, that's like saying piano players are mm, less yeah. happy than non-piano players. Yeah, because they're sitting there learning, yeah. ding, 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 doing their scales, sweating. The guy from Whiplash is throwing water bottles at <laughs> right. them, screaming. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But then you're play- a piano player by the end. Right. And that, they, 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 we don't get the data on that. It's the payoff. Yeah. Yeah. And the deathbed lying there <laughs> with like 17 people around you. Sure. And you're like, fuck, I nailed it. And you know, the real euphoria. Yeah. Grandchildren. Oh, so it's really a long-term investment. No, that's just one of the many benefits. Okay. And I've noticed, I have a theory I'm working on that senility and Alzheimer's are more rampant now because old people aren't being stimulated by their youngsters running around. And huh. that does two things. One, it's just raw stimuli. But two, there's this endorphin that gets released because uh, genetically we've yeah. been evolved to go, you fucking nailed it. <laughs> you have six of these fucking things. That's good. Yeah. Because the ones yeah. who don't have that instinct are extinct. Right. Sure. How do you feel? How old are your kids? Eight, six, and two. Okay. And the two-year-old, I mean, the other day he saw a bird and he said, hi, hi, I'm Johnny. Yeah. To a bird. Aw. I want you to have that. Right. I'm not giving you Johnny. Right. But I want you to have a Johnny. So let's focus here. Um, Give up on comedians. (laughs) Okay. Okay. If I would love it if you could give up on New Yorkers. Are you, are you Indian? I am. Yeah. So are your parents religious? Are they Hindu? They are. They're both Hindu. Are they trying to set you up with anyone? Mm, a little bit here and there, but, you know, it's like we kind of passed the window for <laughs> matchmaking. Really? Is your mother... Now it's like slimmer picking. Is your mother viklempt? I mean, you're a piari lurki. What? She's... N- your mother's no, not she's TikTok not. with this? I mean, she is. She's always like pushing it, but she's like... You know, she's pretty chill, so she's not as much as some of my friends' parents. Right. Yeah. The ideal man Yeah. is a Canadian or an Australian. Oh, oh wow. Those are two very different options. Well, they don't cheat. And it might be as simple as the ones who are in New York are yeah. tenacious enough to leave a country and get into a country sure. that has strict immigration policies, right. especially for white males. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be real go-getters. Yeah. And they tend to have a lot of character. Yeah. So I obviously, uh, I'm not going to send you to a Canadian <laughs> club, you know, a bar with a big maple leaf on the door, right. although that's not a bad idea. No. But I will say if while you're shopping around for men and you come across one of these, yeah. Actually, any fucking immigrant in America, English, Canadian, Mm -hmm. I don't know about the third world, but any white immigrant, I would seize that. (laughs) So we're evaluating that on go-getterness? Go-getterness, yeah. Basically, your biggest adversary here in New York is infidelity because that swallows up your time. Yeah. You waste three years on some fuckhead. He cheats on you. Now you're 35. Yeah. What the fuck was that about? Right. And it's a complete waste. And I, I hate when people say, no, I learned a lot. No, no, no. That's 20 to 25 is learning. Yeah. After that, he's just wasting your time. And I see these guys date these women, then dump them when their eggs are dried up. Yeah. And so she's not having kids. Those kids aren't having kids. Those kids, kids, kids aren't having kids. He's murdered a million people. <laughs> he committed genocide oh boy. by dumping her. Yeah. He took her eggs off the market 
let them dry up in his hands, and then drop the jar, smashed on the floor. Oh, no, but that's saying that he, that's giving him a lot of license in this. Men have that license. That's the problem with feminism. When you say men and women are equal, men use it to their advantage. Look Mm. at fucking the whole hippie movement, free love. Yeah. That was just men manipulating women and getting way more pussy. Like burn the bras? Yeah, men hate boobs jiggling around. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there I feel like there are two sides to that too. I mean, I I feel like men get something out of it, but it's not only about what they're getting out of it. Women aren't as horny as men. That's true. I mean, biologically, I mean, I think there are exceptions, but maybe on the whole, no. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that even that fact gets disputed. Like if you were to, if we lived together yeah. in a, a relationship, and mm-hmm. I'm not, that might happen. My wife might die in a plane crash, <laughs> and you might get a head injury where you find me attractive. All these hypotheticals. It's possible. And you left, and you were going to be gone for three hours. The first thing I would do is go to Red Tube and masturbate. The first thing you would do is turn on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Is that, that's not true. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? No. Last Man on Earth? No. Uh, Wait, you said we have... Okay, well... Okay, I mean, your side might be true, but I feel like it depends on the woman. Women don't... And even the way they masturbate, like men masturbate with scenarios. Yeah. And even if they're watching porn, it can't be a black guy. And that's not because it's racist, but it's because you're pretending that's you in the scene Mm -hmm. and your penis isn't black. Women will masturbate just thinking of a sunset. (laughs) Or the color mauve. The color mauve. Oh, or a hug. They'll masturbate thinking about being hugged by the guy from Imama Tambien. <laughs> y tu mama tambien. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying our sexualities are the same, but I'm just saying that there are women who are definitely more sexual and men who are less sexual. But you you're hate, just saying... You hate grouping things, don't I you? I don't like grouping. What? That's a real liberal trait. They hate stereotypes. What's the matter with stereotypes? I don't know. I feel like it's very, it's very like broad strokey. Yeah? Yeah. Which Look, is... Irish which people have a place, problem with but... whiskey and they tend to get violent when they get drunk. Now, that's a good thing to know. If you're selling whiskey... Yeah. You want to have a map of Irish areas. You're going to okay. make more money than you make in an Amish community or, yeah. you know, in a Jewish community. Jews don't drink, I find. I don't know. And that. if it's, you go back, you know, this whole myth of the country club where the Jews yeah. were in? Say, so this guy, Steve Saylor, got to the bottom of that. And it wasn't true. It was your uh, German Jews mm-hmm. ostracizing poor Eastern European Jews. Okay. They didn't like the Jewish trash at their fancy Jewish club. Yeah. And the other interesting thing about that was while he was researching this and discovering that it wasn't anti-Semitism, it was Jewish classism, Mm -hmm. he realized, wow, the Jewish country clubs were totally different than the normal white country clubs. Yeah. (laughs) Because white normal people are not Jewish. (laughs) Right. I I love calling whites normal. (laughs) Normal. The default. Like my my, uh, brother-in-law's half Indian. Yeah. Not dot feather. Yeah. And uh, he said, uh, when he was a little kid, he was asked what race he was. And he goes, I'm part Indian, part plain. <laughs> plain. <laughs> so, yeah. So the plain country clubs, uh, booze was the thing. Yeah. And the bar was set up. And this is mostly Scotch-Irish, British descent. Okay. And then the Jewish country clubs, they'd have uh, some wine or something, but it was the food yeah. that was exquisite. Yeah. The, the plain white country clubs just had shitty food. So that's a stereotype. That's interesting. That's a pattern. That's a, a, a thing about a group. Yeah. And it's important information. Right. I don't know. I think as uh I think also as a stand up like your your currency is sort of your is individualism within a group. Well, yeah, but you are one of the only Indian comics. I know this is a sure. boring subject, but it's inevitably going to end up oh, there sure. at some point. Yeah, <laughs> we were just circling around it. <laughs> the yeah. elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> uh, That's going to be to your advantage because women aren't as funny as men. Mm. So when you find a funny one, you go, oh, that's oh. awesome. That box is checked. And then when you find a, an Indian one, that's yeah. another box checked. That's advantageous to you. You're a freak. <laughs> Okay, so maybe that's why I don't like groupings. <laughs> but 
I would just say, well, fuck it. That's what's going on. And uh, I'm going to ride it for all I got. Like I knew a Dominican dude who got a scholarship because mm-hmm. he's Dominican. Okay. And he's like, fuck it. I got to college. I got an education I couldn't afford. I'm oh, not yeah. complaining. Oh, yeah. Are people complaining when they're... No, well, they're denying that it exists. Oh. Uh, re- reverse racism. Oh, yeah. I get. I don't think... I feel like it exists, but so does racism, so... I don't agree. I don't think racism exists. Oh, that might be a lot to tackle for our remaining time. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I try to touch on it every episode. But what I find amazing about comedy is it's sort of like skateboarding. Mm-hmm. If you go to a skate park, I take my son there sometimes because he skates. And uh, the variety of class mm-hmm. and race. Yeah. No variety in gender. Women okay. don't seem to like a sport where you constantly hurt yourself, mm. even though they have a high threshold of pain. Uh the variety there is some of the most diverse places I've ever been because it's so fucking hard yeah. to skateboard. So right. it's sort of like being a classical guitarist. Like it, to get there is so hard, no one even looks up at your face. Okay, yeah. And I find with comedy, like if you listen to Raw Dog, uh-huh. you'll hear every gender, every race, because doing a stand-up set that's so good that yeah. someone takes a blip and puts it on the raw dog rotation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is so rare yeah. that you end up just, you know, you're going to have more white males, but you end up yeah. with a much more variety. Right. And even if there is a, a subtle bias, I think that once people start hearing the jokes, boom. Yeah. They forget it. It evens out. Yeah, because they go, well, this guy can skate. He can do an ollie. Oh, right. I mean, yeah, I feel like once you get past the initial sizing up, it's like everyone's sort of even. But it is that initial sizing up that that sort of catches a lot of people. Well, that's why I think racism doesn't exist. Because if I'm sitting at a bar yeah, and my team is the Rangers, mm-hmm. I like Makers on the Rocks, I hate the Rangers defense this year. Yeah. Um, and some guy sits next to me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I'm not looking at him yet. And he goes... Fucking Rangers. Can I get a Maker's Rocks, please? Uh, and I, I, you guys have BLTs here, right? That's my favorite sandwich. I don't like it. The bread's <laughs> soft. That's like eating a sock. I want the bread toasted. There should be some crunch here. I can't believe people have a BLT with soft, untoasted bread. Okay. It's like eating clothes. I turn around and I go, Th- I, that's how I feel. Oh, black guy. Yuck. No one's going to deny themselves some some. Something, someone with something in common. Like, that's a fun friend. You're not going to deny yourself a fun friend. But then are you saying that people who are, who are openly like, oh, you know, not, who are openly not comfortable with that, are you saying they don't exist? Yeah. The the guy who hears all that about the sandwich and the Rangers. Yeah. And it's like, ew, there's like seven of those guys. And but those guys there? have other maniacal prejudices too. Like they hate white people from like Spain. Right. So they're nuts. They're, they, they're irrelevant. Okay. You're saying they're very fringe. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you that most people will, the commonalities will trump the one difference, but I feel like there are underlying prejudices people have. Yes, but those are minute and they're overridden by a million other things that wash it all away. Like a guy with Mm flip-flops. Like if John always wore flip-flops, I would like him less. Yeah. And we wouldn't even be as close as we are because I would never let the friendship get there. (laughs) Because I'd be seeing his toes and thinking, what a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's one of them. Right. I don't like this fucking guy. Or when someone has a one-year-old and they're divorced. Yeah. I find that hard to stomach. <laughs> what? Because I'm like, you couldn't last a fucking year? Yeah. I know a dude who moved to China. Yeah. Married his Chinese wife. Mm-hmm. Had kids. Yeah. White guy from Canada. He's there all day, like reading the Cao Chi Times. Yeah. And he's like, Zan Chao, Yeah. Yelling in Mandarin at his Chinese son. Yeah. Like this guy committed... Right. Learned the hardest language next to Icelandic. Sure. And fucking is there reading those weird characters that you need a paintbrush to fucking draw. Right. He committed. He, he, like people go to jail. I got a guy coming in on Thursday, spent nine years in jail. Yeah. Because he was 19 and he fucked a 14 year old. Oh, wow. And that's, they, it's a long story, but they roped him into kiddie porn when he was sending the guy pictures. He was gay. Um, 
you can't last a fucking year. Anyway, that prejudice I have, now you've denied a kid a father yeah. by you not making the marriage work for one. And why'd you get her pregnant if your marriage was that shitty right. that it could fall apart? Yeah. And the other thing is, also with the Chinese guy, you weren't happy? Yeah, I know. You weren't getting any sleep. You have a one-year-old. It sucks. Yeah. You, gotta, you don't get any sleep. That's part I, of it. I'm prejudiced towards that guy. He could be the best guy ever. Way more than Mr. Black BLT. And way okay. more than anyone is with the black so BLT. So you're saying race is more, is more harped on than it, than it actually is. It's a little tiny thing. Like, say I walked... This is me walking, right? Mm-hmm. I walk like this. Yeah. Hey, pardon how are you? Yeah. Now, if I walked like this, just a subtle change in my walk, right? Like yeah. This, like, hey, how are you? <laughs> You'd be like, this guy has a weird, annoying walk. <laughs> And there'd be a prejudice there. Sure, about your walk. Yeah. Yeah. It's all how we navigate our way through society. And the ones about race or gender or sexual proclivity are this. And they're right up there with flip-flops, uh, a weird tick, um, someone who chews gum with their mouth open. So you're like from farting. the Seinfeld school of thought? <laughs> yeah. Is that a Seinfeld episode I'm reciting right now? No, but it's all like that was the basis of the show, that everyone's little ticks are more. Really? I never thought of that. Yeah. That's the, that show refutes racism. Is the woman with big hands. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of that before. I just, there's so many other prejudices that are out there that uh, prejudice as a topic is just ridiculous. So I guess I'll drop it. But um, It'll be there. It'll always be there. Always well, in that there. documentary, I think Bonnie McFarlane did. No, no, not the Bonnie McFarlane one about women being funny, oh. but the other one that Which has Natasha Leggero one? in it. Oh, and, I don't know uh, the other one. I forget what it's called, but it's so fucking boring. And they talk about how when you get up on stage as a woman, people go, you know, you can't be pretty or you can't be this, or you mm-hmm. can't be that. That might exist somewhere yeah. in your brain. Yeah. But uh, the second a funny joke comes out of your mouth, boof. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. And it's ironic hearing Natasha Leggero say all this because she is the most girly girl in the world mm-hmm. and no one goes, oh, a pretty girl in a gown? Yeah, she's not going to be funny. No one does that. Yeah. They go, that was really funny. Right. So her very existence disproves her point that there's this sort of cultural bias towards funny women. Yeah. Well, I feel like though when you're coming up as a woman in stand-up, there's always like, you have like that you have at least a few experiences where it is like people are like treat you really strangely because of whatever you are. So, but come on, if you get up there and you make some funny jokes, Sometimes, someone's not going to laugh because a woman said it. I don't know. I mean, people, why do people come up to you then after shows and they're like, I don't normally like women, but I liked you. Cause normally women aren't funny. <laughs> I don't think that's true. It's a fact. And you know why? Why? Because comedy has an element of cruelty in it. John Cleese said that every, every joke has an element of mean-spiritedness. Mm-hmm. And men have evolved to enjoy meanness yeah. and conflict and hurting people because that's how you survive the cave. Mm-hmm. And women have developed these tendencies over the 250,000 years we've been around to nurture and be nicer. Can you accept that stereotype? Yeah, I guess. Please. <laughs> Come on, you're a nice woman. <laughs> Embrace my stereotype like you're nurturing it. Bring it in close and feed it's it. It's very like biological though. Yeah. Well, everything is nurture. Everything is nature. Everything mm. is biology. Religious preference is from birth. That's genetic. Is that true? That's my most outrageous belief. <laughs> But that's what I believe. Really? Yeah. Identical twins separated at birth. Yeah. They find them 25 years later. Similar looking husbands, similar dog, similar profession. Yeah. One's a film critic. The other makes movies. Yeah. Same. One grew up poor. The other grew up rich. They have the same income. Mm. You are who you are. And that's a huge relief as a parent. Yeah. That unless you are really shitty. Right. They're going to be doing okay. Now, that doesn't mean... You're irrelevant. Like right. smart kids should still go to good schools. They're still going to be smart, but they should have a good time at school. Okay. But it does matter what you do, but it doesn't change who you are. 
You that, were funny from birth. But that makes it, I don't know, that make, that takes away all your choice. Not that I feel like we are burdened with choice sometimes, but it does make it seem strangely preordained. No, you just make it better. Like if you're destined to be a motocross racer, mm-hmm. you just like do it more and get a better bike and fucking yeah. get some medals. Get sponsored by Fox. But how do you know you find the thing that you're supposed to do? Well, that's the beauty of freedom. You you trial and error. Yeah. You know, when I was in college, I wanted to take philosophy, and mm-hmm. I just was too stupid. So I ended up taking English because I got B's instead of D's. Yeah. And then ended up writing. Don't even particularly enjoy it that much, but oh, no. it seems to pay the bills. Yeah. That's... that's Everyone should try. That's the beauty of 20 to 25. You fuck, you suck, you get wasted. You try a bunch of jobs, you fail. Right. You start a bunch of businesses, you fail. Yeah. And then then you you end up as a comedian. Now, you've done it now. I think I see you like Mindy Kaling, Aziz Ansari level of successful Indian (laughs) within the year. Way better. Way better? Yeah. Wow. Okay, good. Yeah. So that's where you're going to be in a year. Um, and the only problem we have now is a mate. A mate. And potential children. Children. Not Neither because you're worthless without them. Neither of them have mates or children. What? Neither of them have mates or children. Yeah, that's tragic. Is it? For Mindy, it is. Oh. It's heartbreaking. That she's not procreating. Yeah. And I bet, you know, Barbara Corcoran was always the example people used of a happy woman who, who nailed it not. and didn't need kids. No kids. But she changed her mind at 45. She did? And had mm. to spend th- almost 400 grand. Oh, no. Reversing the clock and getting things in there. And you know what they do with these fertility drugs? They give you like 15 uplets oh. and then 14 die. Ugh. And then you have one that manages to make it. Yeah. And he often has Asperger's and, well, I mean, he'll become a doctor one day because he's autistic, but... So... This is how we're going to get you a man. Okay. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. Heels. Heels? Not all the time. Just on Friday. Sorry, that's annoying. No. That was my mom calling. Oh. Um, I'm Jewish. Uh, yeah, heels on Fridays and Thursdays at the evening. Thursdays, Fridays and Thursdays. Saturdays, guys are too drunk. Okay. Thursdays and Fridays, heels. Uh, when a guy shows up and he looks like Mark Maron and he's wearing a cardigan and Uniqlo, yeah, you, you're cordial to him. Yeah. But he is internally the stereotype of the Duke lacrosse date rapist. Okay. We have established that. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Okay. When you meet a guy who's Canadian or Australian and has any kind of ambition, he doesn't have to be successful. Yeah. But he has to get up before nine on a Monday. Yeah. And have, I don't care if he's a fucking stupid photographer, some dumb job like that. That's not a dumb job. Well, it's like wanting to own a record store or wanting to be a movie star or wanting to pr- play video games professionally. It's something that so many people want to do. You're okay. going to have a fuckload of work to get anywhere. Got it. But the fact that he's ambitious is what you want. Mm-hmm. Not money, ambition. Yeah. Okay. So ambition, Canadian, Australian, Australian not uh, looking like a cute, cuddly dude. Okay, so what does that mean? He looks... Like Joe Mandy. He looks If he looks like that, putting... stay away. Yeah, no, if he looks cute and nice, you stay the fuck away from that guy. He's okay. Ratso Rizzo. Okay. He's a parasite that's going to ruin your life. And waste your time and kill all your millions and millions of grand, 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 grandbabies. Got it. Um, and if you have heels on mm-hmm. Thursdays and Fridays. Yeah. After, you can even bring them in your purse. Yeah. And just put them on at like 10. Okay. 10 to 1. So that's six hours a week. <laughs> and what the heels do is they say, uh, I'm available, I'm interested uh, I w- it didn't just come through a breakup. Flats say, I'm going through a rough time right now. <laughs> Don't talk to me. It's like a top bun. What? It says, get away. A Not get away, but... A top bun says, get away? Yeah. A top bun says, I'm doing my laundry. Fuck off. All right. So when you see a top bun, you just go, all right. It's it's like saying, a top bun says, if you cat call me, I might fucking stab you. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. And we don't mind that. We just go, okay. Not interested. Won't be... You know, whistling or anything. 
Um, but that's all you need. Six hours of heels, and, it, and your feet will be a little bit uncomfortable, but it sends a great message. <laughs> Does and it? that message is, there's no problems here. I'm ready to rock. I feel like there are a lot of women wearing heels for more hours than that in the city, and they're not getting their message across. Really? Yeah. Uh, are they around during last call? Should they be? Yeah. If you're a woman and you weigh 280 pounds and you have long hair and high heels on and you're around at last call, you're getting laid. Hmm. Huh. Interesting proposition. Yeah, but no women are ever going, fuck, I wish I could get laid. Women are going, I wish I had a cool boyfriend. Well, that's what I mean. I, I mean, there are women wearing heels who are not reeling in the boyfriends. Really? Yeah. Wearing heels all week and have long hair not in a top bun? Yeah. Without a horrible burn on their face? Yeah. I would need to see a JPEG. You're just talking hypothetically, <laughs> no, aren't you? No, I have friends. You're th you have one in your mind. I have female friends who fit this description who are not dating anyone who wear heels. And are looking for a man. Yes. Do you have? Can you pull up a JPEG on your phone not after on we're my done the phone. show? Why I'm not? Not a pimp. <laughs> Can't you show me their Facebook? There's got to be a reason. I got off Facebook. I'm dubious to this. I mean, you are. You're blowing a hole in my theory, so I'm obviously not happy about it. <laughs> but I have to remain skeptical of this. How many women are we talking about here? I mean, I most of my friends right now are comedians, so I would say. I don't have a huge sample to give you, but I could think of three or four. How old are they? Mm, late 20s. How many heels a week? How many hours of heels a week? Like every day. Really? For work. Long hair? Yeah, long hair. Hair down? Yeah. Wow. New York is worse than I thought. It's not good. Wow. All right, well... Uh, folks at home, we're going to have Aparna's uh, phone number and her Facebook yeah. at the bottom. She'll be, uh, yeah, they'll we'll be, be taking calls. And we'll emails. be screening dates. You will not be contacting her immediately. We'll be running through uh, quite a litany of parameters before yeah. we even send her your JPEG. Uh, and if you are uh, any of the things we've discussed earlier, don't even bother. We are looking for immigrant Westerners. <laughs> who are ambitious and have a history of monogamy. Yeah. A cool. solid history of monogamy. Yes. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. I hope it wasn't too sexist and racist. <laughs> Just the right amount. Just the perfect amount. <laughs> the right amount. That's something I, I knew you would say that. That's such an Indian woman thing to say. <laughs> it's so typical. So uh, classic Indian. Classic Pieri Lurki. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, bye.